What's up, everyone, and welcome back to New Release Reactions here on Cinemac Reviews. It's good to be back after a much-needed vacation. I'm excited to get back to the podcast with another awesome episode for you today. As always, I'm your host, Chris, and this, of course, is a show about all things movie and TV. Every week, I break down and review the newest releases like Ahsoka, beloved franchises like Star Wars, and then even upcoming projects. You can support the show by hitting that follow button on your favorite podcast network, as well as following it on all social media platforms. You can find all those handles on either the Cinemac Reviews Facebook page or the show's website at podgepage.com backslash Cinemac Reviews. It helps the podcast out a lot, and I appreciate all the love and support out there from everyone. To kick things off, let's head over to this week's new release report. Welcome back to another new release report. Over on Prime Video, we have Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves streaming now. This is the fantasy comedy film starring Michelle Rodriguez and Chris Pine. Also, you can find Cocaine Bear and Bones and all on Prime Video today as well. Switching over to Disney+, Plus, Ahsoka, the two-episode series premiere is out now. New episodes drop every Tuesday night, which means tonight will be episode three. Uh, I'll be talking about Ahsoka in just a few moments today, but go ahead and check that out if you haven't. On Netflix, we have Heart of Stone starring Gal Gadot and Painkiller starring Matthew Broderick streaming now on the service. Switching over to Hulu, Only Murders in the Building Season 3 is out now. It stars Stephen Martin, Steve Martin, excuse me, Martin Short and Selena Gomez. Also, you can find Vacation Friends 2 starring uh, John Cena also on the streaming service. And then on VOD, we have Meg 2 The Trench out, which stars Jason Statham. Disney Pixar's Elemental, DC's The Flash, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, No Hard Feelings starring Jennifer Lawrence, The Blackening, Past Lives, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which came out today. So go ahead and check those out on your favorite platform. You can rent or buy most of those. Uh, I believe Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny is only for buying. It is not yet out to rent. And no update yet on the Disney Plus release date for it. My guess it will be later September, maybe early October for that. In theaters, we have Gran Turismo, Blue Beetle, Strays, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Talk to Me, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, all out now still in theaters. I did a new release reaction on Gran Turismo, Barbie, Oppenheimer, and Mutant Mayhem, so go ahead and check those episodes out if you have seen the releases. Otherwise, head out to your local theater today and check all those new films out. And then looking ahead at the September schedule, we have The Equalizer 3 starring Denzel Washington coming out later this week on September 1st. And then next week on September 8th, we have both The Nun 2, which is the newest installment of The Conjuring Universe, and then My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 will be out. And then the following weekend, September 15, we have A Haunting and Venice starring Kenneth Branagh. Uh, and then September 22nd, we have Expendables 4, which is the newest installment in the Expendables franchise. And then on September 29th, we have The Creator and Saw 10. Saw is back, everyone. So check out the, the newest installment of that. And then also on September 29th, for all the kiddos out there, we have Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie coming out. Well, that is this week's new release report. Come back next week for some more updates on the newest releases 
headed your way. You're right about one thing, Captain. We are no Jedi. The two-episode series premiere of Ahsoka is headed your way. War is inevitable. One must destroy in order to create. We are no Jedi. I started hearing whispers of Thrawn's return as heir to the Empire. What happens when we find Thrawn? Power. Such as you've never dreamed. I've spent most of my life fighting a war. That's why I'm trying to convince you to help me prevent another one. You and I both know who could help you with this. She's still just as stubborn as ever. I bet your master found you difficult at times. Anakin never got to finish my training. I walked away from him, just like I walked away from Sabine. You never made things easy for me. Master. As a Jedi, sometimes you have to make the decision no one else can. But I'm counting on you to see this through. Nice haircut. Sometimes we have to do what's right, regardless of our personal feelings. Buckle up. If we don't stop Thrawn, everything will be in vain. You have no power. Anakin spoke highly of you. I'm not here to discuss my past. We have a lot of work to do. Once a rebel, always a rebel. Ahsoka premiered on August 22nd exclusively on Disney+. It stars Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano, Natasha Bordizo as Sabine Wren, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Hera Syndulla, and the late Ray Stevenson as Balin Skull. Stevenson unfortunately passed away back in May of this year. Ahsoka was one of his final projects before his untimely death. Our hearts and prayers go out to his family, of course. Ahsoka was written and directed by our boy, Dave Filoni, who is best known, of course, for creating Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, and The Mandalorian. So I want everyone to just be on the same page here. I'm going to be spoiling uh, quite a bit of the premiere of Ahsoka. So if you have not seen either of the episodes or only one of the episodes, pause the episode right here because you don't want anything spoiled. It's it's a really great show. I enjoyed these first two episodes a lot i'm really excited for the rest of the series uh so if you have not seen ahsoka yet pause the episode go watch it and then come back and hear my thoughts on it but this is your spoiler warning ahsoka tano is back and she is awesome the first two episodes of the newest Star Wars series is out now exclusively on Disney+. The series takes place after Ahsoka's appearance in The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. We last saw her in Boba Fett 
with Luke as, as he's training Grogu to become a Jedi. Uh, but if you remember, Ahsoka captured Morgan Elsbeth back in season two of The Mandalorian. She was not in season three. Uh, this is actually where the Ahsoka series kind of picks up. Uh, Lady Morgan, as she is referred to in the series, is rescued by a former Jedi named Balin Skull. This He was played by Ray Stevenson. And then his apprentice, Shin Hati, uh, they are on a mission to find the location of none other than Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, this forces Ahsoka into action. Uh, if you are familiar with the animated series, uh, especially Rebels, you know who Thrawn is. Uh, he's a huge, huge character in the Star Wars lore. Uh, me, personally, I've been waiting a long time for a live-action version of Thrawn and for his story to kind of continue into the Star Wars uh, universe that they have created. Uh, so this is this is awesome. We got a hint of him back in Season 2 of Mandalorian uh, when uh, Ahsoka confronted Morgan uh, in the Jedi episode, and she kind of refers uh, to the fact that Thrawn is alive and, and out there trying to regain his power. That was a huge moment when that episode dropped. Uh, and now we're finally here. We're finally going to get some answers on Thrawn, uh, maybe Ezra, hopefully. Uh, but this is this is really awesome. All the Rebels fans, including myself, have been waiting for this series because of the whole Thrawn and Ezra uh, storyline in it. So this is this is going to be a, one of my favorite shows of the year, I'm, I'm sure. So it was a two-episode premiere. It did drop a day early. Uh, usually, Star Wars and Marvel kind of drops on Wednesdays. Uh, Disney decided to do Ahsoka on Tuesday. Uh, so Tuesday nights around 6 p.m., depending on which time zone you're in, um, these episodes will drop. There's going to be eight of them. Uh, so we have six more left. The third one will premiere tonight. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna I'm gonna break down these two episodes and kind of give my overall thoughts of it. Um, so episode one, which was titled "Master and Apprentice," uh, the episode opens up with Balin and Shin uh, breaking Morgan out of the New Republic custody. Uh, this was an awesome, awesome action sequence to kick off the series. Uh, Balin seems to be a very, very skilled uh, person in the Force. Um, the trailers kind of spoiled the the orange like lightsabers. Uh, that he and Shin wield in this series, but it was still really cool to see a different color lightsaber than we're usually used to, uh, like Ahsoka's white lightsabers, which make a comeback in this series also. That is really, really cool to see. Once Lady Morgan is out of custody, uh, she, along with Balin and Shin, embark to locate this map uh, that will lead to Thrawn's location within the galaxy. Uh, if you've seen Star Wars Rebels, like I said, um, you probably remember Thrawn, uh, at the series finale of that show, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the Rebel show, um, we last saw Thrawn with Ezra Bridger, uh, and they were kind of cast off into space. Uh, their whereabouts have been unknown since that episode of Rebels. Uh, we've been getting some hints, uh, of Thrawn being alive a few times, like I said. Uh, the big one was in season two of The Mandalorian when Lady Morgan refers uh, to the fact that he is alive out there to Ahsoka. Uh, this, that was a huge moment, like I said. Ahsoka believes that Ezra is alive as well. Um, this is where Sabine Wren and Hera Syndulla come in. They were big characters in the Rebel series. Uh, they join Ahsoka in her quest to find Thrawn 
uh, because they too believe that Ezra could be alive out there. I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead as as Hera in this show. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of hers, uh, just in general, really. Um, but I was super excited when she was casted as Hera. Um, I'm really excited to see what else she does with the Hera character in the series as we go on. I also love Natasha Bordizo as Sabine Wren. Uh, she was fantastic in here. Uh, we also get a uh, Hugh Hang, uh, also makes his live action debut. Uh, he was introduced back in the animated Clone Wars show uh, as the droid that taught the younglings at the Jedi Temple how to build their lightsabers. And then he kind of ref- references that in this episode as well. Filoni has done a, a tremendous job at casting the animated characters into live action. Um, and Ahsoka is no exception to, exception to that. Um, Rosario Dawson is fantastic as Ahsoka Tano, I think. Uh, we've had other characters uh, in the Mandalorian universe, like Cad Bane was fantastic. Uh, we've had one appearance of Zeb, who I'm going to talk about later on in today's episode. Uh, but he's done fantastic job with bringing over these animated characters into live action. The only one that was a little iffy for me was in Obi-Wan. Uh, if you remember, the Grand Inquisitor was in there. Uh, I don't really, didn't really care for for how he looked in here or the actor or the direction that they went with that character. I think it was much, much better in the Rebels series. Uh, but that is only one of the few mo- issues I have. Mo- for the most part, Filoni and Favreau have done Tremendous, tremendous job of carrying over the animated magic to the live action stuff. So we also get uh, Iman Esfandi. I probably butchered that name. I apologize to him. Uh, But he plays the live action version of Ezra Bridger in this show. Uh, We only see him in one scene as a hologram message to Sabine. Uh, But Iman was was awesome as Ezra. I I hope to see him more later on in the series. Uh, fingers crossed that we get to see him wield his lightsaber once again, because that would be freaking awesome. Speaking of action, we see both Ahsoka and Sabine fight uh, these electric staff wielding assassin droids. Uh, these droids are pretty cool looking. Uh, I got major General Grievous bodyguard vibes uh, from them. If you remember them back in Revenge of the Sith, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan fought a few of those guys. Uh, Ahsoka fights them uh, as she looks for the map for Thrawn, and then Sabine fights them later on in the episode while she attempts to decode that same map uh, that Ahsoka ends up finding. Uh, Both handle the droids pretty well. I think Ahsoka did more so than Sabine just because she's more skilled with a lightsaber. Uh, I love all the action in this first episode, particularly the lightsaber action, of course. Um, We see both Ahsoka and Sabine wield lightsabers in this episode, which was really, really cool. Uh, as the title of the episode suggests, there is a master and an apprentice in this episode. This is, of course, a reference to not only one, but two pairings of a master and an apprentice in this story. Uh, Balin Skull is the master of Shin Hati, and then Ahsoka is the master to Sabine Wren. Uh, Sabine's training has been on pause since her and Ahsoka parted ways, uh, it seems like years back. They are now back together, though, which is really, really cool. Uh, I like their chemistry so far in the series, and I'm really looking forward to them growing their bond as Master and Apprentice. Um, but yeah, I'm just super, super excited. Sabine was one of my favorites in the Rebel series, so seeing her on screen in live action and then how Natasha Bordizo played her was fantastic. I just, I love every second of it. 
the episode ends with Sabine being ambushed uh, by Shin and some more assassin droids. Uh, while she attempts to decode the map to Thrawn, she's able to fight off one of the droids pretty easily. Uh, but she meets her match when she goes up against Shin. Uh, Sabine ends up wielding Ezra's lightsaber against Shin, but she is gravely injured during their fight. And that's pretty much where the episode ends. So fantastic episode. Uh, I loved every minute of it. I love seeing Sabine wield Ezra's lightsaber. It was really, really cool. Great way to kick off the show. Honestly, Disney needed a win uh, this year. Um, it seems like this could be their win of the year. Uh, I know they have Loki later on in this fall, which could be another win for them. Uh, but recently, it's kind of been in the dumpster for Disney, you know, with Elemental underperforming, Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumania, not being what they were hoping. Grand Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was a massive, massive hit, but I would put that in the James Gunwin column, then Disney's. Uh, Indiana Jones without Destiny kind of underperformed as well. Um, but yeah, Ahsoka is what we've been waiting for. I know we had season three of The Mandalorian uh, previously this past spring. That kind of received some mixed reviews, uh, but overall I thought that was a pretty fantastic show. Uh, so it seems that Star Wars for right now is in pretty good hands. Um, we'll see how this show pans out to be in the next six episodes. And then I'll talk about this later on in the episode as well. You know, where's the future at, uh, for Star Wars because of the whole writer and director actor strikes going on right now. So we'll see for right now with these two episodes, it's looking really, really good for Star Wars. So that is Two thumbs up for me. Next, episode two is titled Toil and Trouble. Kind of a witchy vibe there. Uh, this next episode picks up right where episode one left off. Sabine is recovering from her fight with Shin, uh, who managed to retrieve the map for her master, Balin. Uh, Lady Morgan is then able to completely decode the map, revealing the location of Grand Admiral Thrawn. Meanwhile, Ahsoka and Hera head to Corella. Corellia, excuse me, which is where the assassin droids came from. Uh, Sabine was able to hack into one of the droids' memory banks to reveal this location. On Corellia, Ahsoka and Hera stumble uh, across, stumble onto this secret Imperial loyalist group within the New Republic. Uh, things get a bit chaotic on Corellia as Ahsoka must battle an Inquisitor named Marak, I think is how you pronounce it. I had to actually look that up. I don't remember uh, his name being mentioned in the episode. There's a big theory uh, about Morak right now, but I'll save that for the predictions segment of today's episode. Uh, this fight between him and Ahsoka was pretty awesome, though. Uh, while they're fighting Hera and Chopper, well, in the Phantom, yeah, Chopper and Phantom are back. Uh, they attempt to place a tracker on an Imperial transport, which is carrying a hyperdrive uh, and is trying to leave. Corellia. Having Chopper back is freaking awesome. Uh, Chopper was a fan favorite in the Rebel series. Uh, Filoni, again, did an excellent, excellent job with bringing Chopper over to live action. So, super excited to see more of him. After the, all this mess on Corellia, we jump back to Sabine, who is fully recovered from her injury. Uh, we get this awesome scene of her digging out her Mandalorian armor uh, that she wears in the animated Rebel series. She cuts her hair, and then she meets up with Ahsoka 
to begin their journey in looking for Ezra and Thrawn. And that's pretty much where the episode ends. Uh, this was, uh, I think this was like 10 minutes shorter uh, than the first episode, but it was, they had a lot of great stuff in there. Uh, the final scene of the episode shows Lady Morgan overseeing the construction of this giant ring that I'm assuming will connect them to Thrawn's location. Uh, kind of like this uh, space jump portal type thing. Uh, I believe they call it the Eye of Scion. Scion, if I'm if I'm remembering my Star Wars lore right, he's a pretty scary Sith within the Star Wars universe. Uh, so hardcore Star Wars fans are probably super, super excited uh, about that reference in here. Uh, there seems to be a lot to be excited about, honestly, when it comes to this Ahsoka series. I, for one, am super, super excited about the rest of the series. Uh, like I said, the series will consist of eight episodes. We have six left. Um, episodes three is scheduled to drop tonight, actually, on Disney+. Plus. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, depending on your time zone, I think they're advertising it to be 6 p.m. Uh, so kind of just top onto Disney+, Plus around that time, and it should be on there. I think this is going to be one of the best of the newer Star Wars projects from Disney+. Plus. Uh, Disney is looking, like I said, for some kind of win this year. Uh, and it's looking like Ahsoka could honestly be that win. Uh, but we'll see how the series shapes up in the next six episodes. But there is a lot, a lot to be excited about. And I have tons of predictions. So let's take a quick break before I dive into those predictions for the rest of Ahsoka, along with my thoughts on the future of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> The Fast and Furious season returns later this week with The Fate of the Furious. This is the eighth film in the beloved franchise. Each week, I break down and review every Fast and Furious installment. The first seven episodes are out now, so head over to your favorite podcast network today and check out the Fast and Furious season, only on Cinemac Reviews. So I have some predictions for the Ahsoka series that I wanted to bring up to you guys. Uh, the first one is we will get... Grand Admiral Thrawn in live action. Uh, that was kind of spoiled uh, in the trailers, so we will definitely be seeing him. Uh, it has been heavily, heavily rumored, and it's pretty obvious, again, by how the trailers are set up, that we will get some Anakin Skywalker flashbacks, uh, probably within the Clone Wars time period of the universe, so that is really, really cool. I'm really hoping we get to see Hayden Christian uh, wearing Anakin's Clone Wars outfit. I've been wanting to see that costume in live action for years, and I think we're finally going to get it. I'm really excited about it. And then we're probably going to get a Zeb appearance. Zeb, of course, uh, showed up uh, in one quick scene in season three of The Mandalorian. Uh, with him being a major role uh, in the Rebel series, I got to imagine we're going to get some more Zeb uh, throughout the Ahsoka show. So those three are definite things that are going to happen. Now, these next few are probably not as definite, uh, but there are some weight behind it. Uh, the first one being Ezra Bridger returning. Um, we saw the hologram message in episode one. Uh, it is pretty obvious that they are setting up the return of Ezra, and he will make his live action debut in Ahsoka. Uh, will it be at the fi finale episode? Will it be in episode six? I'm not entirely sure. I would lean more towards the series finale. 
and then kind of seeing where they go from there. Do we get a season two of Ahsoka? Is this going to be a limited series like Obi-Wan Kenobi? I'm not exactly sure, but I would guess that we are going to get Ezra Bridger at the end of the series, but I could be wrong. Um, this brings me to this big fan theory that's going on. And honestly, when I watched the episode the first time, I kind of had this theory in my mind already. Is Marok, that Inquisitor that Ahsoka fights on Corellia, is that Ezra Bridger himself? Did Ezra Bridger become corrupted after the series finale of Rebels and he was turned into an Inquisitor for Thrawn? Um, I would not be surprised if this is the case. Um, this was my immediate thought when I saw that scene uh, with Ahsoka where he was the Inquisitor was fighting her on Corellia. I was like, that would be freaking nuts if that was Ezra Bridger. I mean, he's kind of fighting the way he does. Uh, he kind of has the same body shape as him. Um, he didn't talk. He was kind of mysterious. He had a helmet on. That would be wild if this it turns out to be Ezra Bridger. Um, I kind of hope it is. I think that would be freaking awesome. Um, but they would have to have a lot of explaining to do on how he became an Inquisitor after the events of Rebels. Uh, but I guess we'll find out. I'm sure we're going to get that unmasking. Uh, at some point in this show, because when you have a guy with a helmet on, it's got to come off. I mean, Boba Fett's taking his helmet off. Darth Vader's taking his helmet off. Din Djarin is taking his helmet off. I mean, when you have it, it's kind of like a rule within the Star Wars universe. When a character is wearing a helmet, they're going to end up getting it taken off at some point. So this is the same case for this Inquisitor and Ahsoka. Will we get a Mando? slash grogu appearance in his um possibly um i wouldn't really bank on it though uh ahsoka has been a has been a big part of the mandalorian show uh, especially the past two seasons i wouldn't be surprised if we get a mandal a mando grogu appearance i mean ahsoka is within the quote-unquote mandoverse as has been named um but with scheduling and all that, I I don't know. I guess we'll find out. That would be cool, though, if we get to see a little Grogu running around. Now the big one. Will we get a Canon Jarrus flashback sequence in live action? Um, this is kind of unlikely. Um, he, of course, was a big, big character in the Rebel show. He was Ezra Bridger's master when he was trained to become a jedi he unfortunately died in the series uh he was the love interest to harris and doula of course i gotta imagine we're gonna get some reference to him but as far as live action flashbacks i'm not entirely sure uh freddie prince jr of course voiced the character in the rebel show i i mean that would be really cool if freddie prince jr came back and played him in live action uh, or they might just go the Hera and Ezra route and uh, get a different actor for it. Um, but I don't know. It'd be really, really cool to see Kanan in uh, flashbacks, especially in live action. I think that would be really freaking cool. Um, but that one's a, a lot less likely than, say, you know, Ezra being this Inquisitor guy. I just, I wouldn't put any money on it. But it'd be really, really cool uh, if we do get it. 
And then the last prediction I have is, will this lead into a live-action Rebel series? I doubt it. If anything, this will lead into an Ahsoka Season 2. Um, but never say never. Um, I mean, it could spawn a Rebels live-action, or maybe they jump back to animation. I'm not sure. I mean, we have Zeb. We have Sabine. We have Hera. We have Chopper. We have the Phantom. Hopefully Ezra comes back. Um, so, I mean, we have all the pieces for a Rebels series in live action. Uh, but I would bet it on there being a season two of Ahsoka more so than a Rebels live action series spawning from this. But like I said, never say never. It is just a prediction. It's just a question I wanted to bring up. I don't think it will happen, but that's just me. I kind of hope it doesn't because then it would kind of... I, I'm a huge Rebels is one of my favorite shows. So those four seasons are like very, very dear to me. So I don't want them tainted or anything but that. Having them having these characters in live action in an Ahsoka show is is good enough for me. I don't need another series for them. We've had their story. We're continuing them a little bit with Ahsoka. Uh, but this at the end of the day, this is Ahsoka's show. Uh Ahsoka is probably the most beloved characters in the Star Wars universe next to, you know, Luke Skywalker or Obi-Wan Kenobi or Darth Vader, if you're a Sith head. Uh, but th this is Ahsoka's show. Um, and I know I've been seeing a lot of cr criticisms out there about how the Rebels characters are going to overshadow Ahsoka in her own show, similar to how the Mandal how Mando and Grogu kind of overshadowed the Book of Boba Fett when it came to Boba Fett. Um, I like it. I mean, Ahsoka was a part of the Rebel show, so it makes sense to have these Rebel characters with Ahsoka in an Ahsoka series. Um, but I just, I, I don't really want a live action Rebel show. Uh, just kind of throw them into other shows as they come along or do a season two of Ahsoka and just have them in there as well. We don't need a entirely separate show with the Rebels characters because we, we already have that with the animated show. But those are my predictions. Now, looking ahead to the Star Wars universe as a whole and all the scheduling. So next year, we have a few projects supposedly coming out. We'll see what happens with these strikes. Uh, we have the Skeleton Crew, well, which is the Jude Law-led series. Uh, this centers around four kids who are lost in the vast galaxy. They end up meeting Jude Law's character, who is a Jedi. Uh, they end up training to become Jedis themselves, is what it sounds like. Um, that's really all that I know of when it comes to Skeleton Crew. This one, this one always kind of just disappears off my radar for some reason. Um, but I am kind of, I'm excited to see what Jude Law brings to the Star Wars universe and, and how we kind of shift to the new generation of Jedi. Uh, so that'll be really cool. Also, we're supposed to be getting season two of Andor, which will be the conclusion to the Andor story that was set up in season one. And then this, of course, will lead into Rogue One. Uh, super excited about it. Diego Luna is awesome as Andor. Um, I really liked season one. It was a huge hit for the Star Wars fans. Uh, it's one of Disney's better projects. Um, but we will see. Um, we'll, we'll see how they end up wrapping this story up and how it leads into Rogue One. Uh but that's all going to depend on when these strikes end and, and all that. It's supposed to be scheduled for next September. 
Uh, but we will see. I wouldn't be surprised if that gets pushed back like everything else. Also on the schedule for next year, supposedly, is the Acolyte. This is another one that I'm not too familiar with. This one always disappears from my radar for some reason. This is set at the end of the High Republic era. Uh, this is right before, uh, you know, the story of Anakin Skywalker and, and all that prequel stuff. Uh, this is the, the High Republic era back with the big, you know, Jedi, Sith, and Mandalorian Wars. Uh, if you haven't played the uh, Old Republic games, that's probably what it's going to be kind of like. Um, I think that's a different era technically, but it's kind of probably going to be in the same vein as that. It's going to be a lot of lightsaber stuff, I got to imagine. Uh, a lot of Jedi-centered plot lines. Uh, but I really don't know a whole lot about the Acolyte, uh, again, because that's it just kind of disappears from my radar. Uh, but I am excited about it. We'll see when that actually drops. It's supposed to be scheduled for 2024, but I wouldn't be surprised if if all this, if a couple of these get shipped over to 2025. Speaking of 2025, that is when the movies are supposed to start happening. Uh, we have three of them confirmed. We have James Mangles' Ancient Jedi film. Uh, this is set a thousands of thousands of years in the past, centering around the first Jedi and kind of the discovery of the power of the Force. Um, from my knowledge, we haven't had any kind of movie show or game centered around the first Jedi, you know, the discovery of the force. I don't even think the comics go back that far. So, I mean, James Mangle really just has, he, the power to do anything he wants. Um, him and Disney can basically create this, the beginning of this story. Uh, which terrifies me, but excites me at the same time. Um, I am curious to see how this goes. I'm not sure how these three films are going to release. If if the Filoni one's going to come first, if the Ray one's going to go first, or if the Mangle one's going, I don't know the scheduling. Um, all I know is is that 2025 is supposed to be when the first movie comes out. Uh, but we'll see. You know, with the strikes again, everything's getting pushed back. The second film that has been announced is Dave Filoni's quote-unquote Mandoverse film. Uh, this is the cinematic event that will bring together all these Disney Plus shows, The Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett, Skeleton Crew, I think, is on there as well. Um, Dave Filoni doesn't like to compare it to Avengers, but this is the Avengers movie of the Star Wars universe. We've had all these shows coming out, and this is going to be this big epic event that's going to bring them all together like an Avengers movie. Um, I'm super excited. This is probably the film I'm most excited about because I love the Mandoverse. Uh, it is one of my favorite sections of the Star Wars timeline. Uh, so I'm really, and I believe in Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni is my guy. I love his work. I love what he has done so far, and I'm really, really excited for him to make his theatrical debut as a movie director. So really, really excited about it. And then the third film that was announced was Ray, Ray's new film uh, about the new Jedi Order. This is set 15 years after the events of Rise of Skywalker. She is starting the new Jedi Order of Jedi. She's training younglings, younglings uh, and all that. Um, I know a lot of people are super, super excited about this because they are huge fans of the Ray character. I have my issues with the sequel trilogy. So I'm not as excited, but I still am excited for a Star Wars movie because I love Star Wars. Uh, but this one is, I'm kind of maintaining my expectations for this uh, because I had so many issues with the sequel trilogy. 
particularly Rise of Skywalker and The Last Jedi. Um, but I, I'm still going to see it. Uh, the podcast is going to cover it. I'm still kind of I'm still excited uh, for some more Ray because I think Daisy Ridley was really really good. I just think she kind of was directed in the wrong way when it came to those three films. Uh, but we will see how that goes. If I were to guess, I would say the Ray one comes out first, um, and then the Mangold one will come out second, and then they're probably going to save the the Filoni. Uh, Mandoverse film for last. That way they could kind of squeeze out some of these other shows first, uh, like The Mandalorian Season 4 or Ahsoka Season 2. Um, that's just my guess. Uh, I really don't know how they're going to release these movies. But these are the three confirmed. Um, I know there's been a lot of movies that have been in development for years. They have been canceled. They have been unburied and put back, back into production. But these three are the big ones that have been confirmed. And rumor is, is that the films will start coming out again in 2025. Again, we will see what happens with the schedule uh, because of all these strikes going on right now. Hollywood's kind of in a limbo freeze area right now with all these strikes. Uh, Plus, Disney uh, has been trying to spread out their projects, particularly with Marvel and Star Wars. That way we don't they don't you know, burn out all of, our, all of us uh, like they did with Marvel. So we'll see how the schedule shapes out. Uh, but that is what the future of the Star Wars universe is looking at right now. I am super excited about it. I'm I'm far more excited about Star Wars than I am Marvel, unfortunately, um, because we have guys like Dave Filoni and John Favreau in charge of all these projects. So we will see what happens in the next couple of years with Star Wars. Well, that'll do it for this week's Star Wars-filled new release reaction episode here on Cinematic Reviews. Tune in next week for the Equalizer 3 reaction episode. The Equalizer 3 is the final chapter of the Denzel Washington Equalizer story, which arrives in theaters on September 1st. Also, check out the Fast and Furious season going on right now. Later this week, I'll be breaking down the fate of the Furious. Until then, may the Force be with you all.